Hey, Ian. What's up, man? Are you the scene? Hey, Jackson. I'm doing okay. Are you the scene? Ian hates music. We are the scene. And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. I'm Jackson. Jackson, it just feels like we did a show. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. It feels like there's no time in between both shows, especially when we have so much stuff to go over. I feel like if you're one of the listeners, you're like just about to listen to the last episode and then a new one comes out, and I feel like it's really easy to get backed up. I would absolutely say so. But I guess that's a good thing in a way, right? True. I mean, hey, we're giving people free content, and they're like, hey, passing the day by, right? You can binge listen to these episodes whenever you get backed up on a very boring day. Sometimes I do that. I'm just like, you know what? I want to hear my voice. I want to hear Jackson's voice. No, bullshit. I want to feel comforted. That's all, you know? You skip all my parts, though. (laughs) Yes, I make... Right to the Franz parts. I make special special files where it's just my voice. (laughs) No one else. (laughs) That's how I go to sleep every night. That's not surprising. It's very in character for me. Okay. Yeah. I understand. It works out perfectly. Actually, no, I don't understand because I I don't have that characteristic. Because you're a normal person who's not conceited? Yep. Yeah. Yep, that one. (laughs) Understood. (laughs) Understood. Well, look, I do like hearing myself continue to talk, so why don't we do it about music? Fuck it. Let's do it. So, today, Mr. Ian, I have something to tell you. What do you got, Mr. Jackson? Are you ready for this? Sorta, probably. So, Fit for an Autopsy announces their new album, The Great Collapse, coming out on March 17th. You heard it here, folks. Maybe first. Ooh. Maybe. What do you think about that? Are you a Fit for an Autopsy fan? I'm gonna see, because if you read the statement, which I will do right now, the band says... The Great Collapse is a reflection on the current chaotic state of mankind's relationship with the world, and it's the effect both outward and inward. It's a dark and unsettling record that encapsulates a variety of approaches to aggressive music and a definite expansion of our capabilities as a band. Music is on the way. This is the strongest record in our catalog. We can't wait to show you. Thank you for all the continued support. And we'll see you on the road soon. I like when a band says, this is our strongest record to date. That's what I like. Do you think they mean like most like rough or like strong as in like it's a strong, good, solid album like what they wanted? You know what I mean? I think it probably encapsulates everything because they do specifically say that this record that they're doing has a variety of approaches to aggressive music. Ah, gotcha. And sometimes and they're already very aggressive. <laughs> yeah, you need some fucking aggressive music sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just have one of those days, one of those weeks, one of those years, and you just gotta. Urgh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wish it's I had a, a sound shame effect for that. They're on tour with uh, with uh, what's their name? A mirror. And that squad. is too bad. Ooh, a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but at least they're doing. I can't wait for the single. Yeah, that's the thing. There's no single right now to go along with the statement. It's just saying that the new album, The Great Collapse, is coming out on March 17th via 
E1 slash good fight music. I'm sure it's going to be good. Let's hope so, man. Yes, sir. We'll be talking about it on the show. We talk about everything on the show. We've said it many a time, and I think it's catching on. We are the scene. We are the scene. We are the scene. Nothing gets past us, does it? (laughs) At least not the bullshit. That's right. Yeah, we cut out some things that we don't care about talking about. Exactly. But if we're, we're the talk- good scene. But we're, we're not t- the bad part the bad, of the scene. We're the good scene. <laughs> I like that. I can't wait to have t-shirts made of all this shit. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. We are the scene. Ian hates music. We are the scene. Oh, so that's shit. Good, right? We need a sound bite. They are, I swear they are on the way. We had to do some redos and some edits, but it's coming. Oh, shit. But I got to send this new one to them and be like, hey, put this in the whole portfolio thing. Gotcha. For sure. So next thing. Now, this is a continuation from last week where we mentioned that CJ McMahon had gone back to Thy Art is Murder. But there was no official like, hey, he's really back in the band. He kind of just showed up the one time and everyone freaked out. Well, now it's Mm -hmm. official. CJ has indeed joined back together with Thy Art is Murder. They are doing those festival dates right now but they also put out a brand new song. They did. That new song is called No Absolution. Here's a little bit of No Absolution. So obviously here we're just giving you a little taste so that you go out and you get the song yourself. But (laughs) loving that drum beat right there. Yep. Loving those drums. Very artist murder-esque. Yes, absolutely. And I think CJ has a really good low growl voice. I agree. What I just need to do is, I'm assuming anyways, that they're probably making a new album at some point. They have to, especially with him coming back. You know that's the first thing you want to do when you get your... Your good old lead back, you know what I mean? Right. That That's the first thing I'm sure they're working on. So I'd like to see how this all turns out. Because I like the track. I like it, but the only issue I think I have with it is that it's kind of the same thing over and over. There's not much progression in the song. Because when you hear that. the whole thing, it's not much different than the bit you just played. Right. And that's that, why I that's wasn't why. worried about it. I was like, let's yeah. play it from the beginning and we don't have to <laughs> go to a specific part here. That's the end and the middle, just so everyone knows as well. But it's a jam, you know what I mean? It's like you put it on and it's like, oh shit, okay, okay, okay. Like it's a good song, but I think with that kind of music, you can get away with that. You know what I mean? With Die Art is Murder kind of sound. Yeah. But the drumming is phenomenal. I love the good I mean, everyone loves that. Yeah, of course. And that's the thing too. I don't think I normally would put on a Thy Art is Murder album front to back in a normal situation. It's just yep. like, hey, I'm going to pick out something, and I'm going to listen to it, and then I'm probably going to go on to something else. And I'll come back to it later. That's the same way with me. That's how I've been with that Artist Murder. They have, yep. I mean, every time I feel like listening to that kind of, you know, heavy music, I put on that Artist Murder, and I'll probably play about four to five tracks, sure. and then I jump off and go back to whatever it was I was listening. Right. But it's just like that little fix that you get, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I got you. What did you just say? What? I have nothing. 
What was that? I don't know. <laughs> Asshole. I'm going to tell everyone that I caught you listening to Amir. What? Whoa. Whoa. Whoa let's, not, let's not be too hasty there, man. Come Slow on. Slow it down. We all have reputations here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the show canceled right then and there. No. No, no, no. <laughs> so let, let me read what CJ put out on his Instagram. Ah. So he said, you made me a rock star. You made me a god. You made me immortal. I owe my fans everything. I made myself a drug addict. I made myself a liar. I made myself lose and destroy friendships. I made my family and friends hurt. I come back to the world a new man whom with my closest friends, in parentheses, thy art is murder, unparentheses, I will prove that we are the greatest, strongest, and most powerful force in metal. I will take no prisoners. We will crush all charts and expectations. We will take over the game and raise the bar so no one will touch it or us. I am CJ McMahon, and I will stand as king with my brothers for the rest of time. That's a powerful fucking statement. I love the attitude, but <laughs> I, do too. I mean, it's a little much. You know what I mean? Like, you're back. You're feeling good. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah. You know, get your moment, but slow down, man. No, look, Trust me. They're not the best, best force of metal no, in the whole scene. No, but believe me. I thought about like starting the podcast out with that kind of statement every single time. <laughs> like that's kind of where the "we are the scene" comes from. It's yeah, something stupid like that. So that's good for him that though. Line should be in Braveheart or some shit. Oh Damn my god. <laughs> good for him though. I mean, if that's, I mean, what other attitude would you want when you're exactly. coming back? When you've kicked your habits, you know, your bad habits, and you're coming back to show everyone that you've still got it. That's kind of the attitude to have, right? No, I, I completely agree. I mean, I hope they come back as some badass, unstoppable force. That would be cool as shit. I mean, yeah. Thy Art of Murder has always been a good band. I, I just, I don't know. Oh, it was a little much, but at the same time, that is the attitude you need right. coming back from the things that he came back from. But, you know, good for him. Yeah. Fuck it. Absolutely. So check out the new track. The new track, once again, is called No Absolution. And if you're around anywhere where he's doing those festivals, you know, go see him. See how it is live. Yep, I agree. Recently, with um, there's been this thing that happened recently called the presidential inauguration. I don't know if you've dude, heard of it. Dude, don't ruin it for me. All right. Okay, you know what? You're right. I'll, I'll skip that part. I'll, I'll get to like this other thing. I have it DVR'd. All right. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't want to know. Anyway, is it called Internet? The American President colon the last president coming out in December. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I know what you're referencing. Stop it. Ian is the biggest Star Wars hater for no reason. For many reasons. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't worry. We're setting up the episode of Ian Hates Movies with Star Wars featuring Jackson and Kelly versus Ian. I was actually just about to say, have you have you ever done a Star Wars movie on the show? And if yeah. you haven't, that needs to happen. Oh, the, you have? The very first episode of Ian Hates Movies, the official one that was recorded, because I used to write Ian Hates Movies. Then, mm -hmm. you know, obviously the podcast started. The very first one was for the last Star Wars, the Star Wars Episode 7. Really? That was the very first Ian Hates Movies. I did not know that. Oh, shit. Wow, look I'm who doesn't care. Like yeah, look who doesn't care about their co-host apparently. Jeez. Exactly. I don't. What a terrible person you are. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't know that you were that new. 
Well, the, the movies. I thought you went like way before that. No, remember the anniversary of Ian hates movies and Ian hates music are all over a year now. So yeah, you're right. we did it in January when Star Wars had come out like the month before or something. Kelly paid for the ticket, and that's the only reason why I went. It's a funny episode. I'm not gonna go back and hear the episode. I don't know, man. I was like pretty hilarious. I was pretty uh, good. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna take that as a no. You did not enjoy the movie. Oh, of course not. But I laughed my ass off during the movie many, many times. Once legitimately at the actual thing that was happening and then all the rest because of how dumb it was. Can you guess the one moment that I laughed about since you are a Star Wars fan? I can't. I can't put my finger on it. No. Uh, when I'm the, sure it was somewhere towards the beginning. When the new guy gives BB-8 a thumbs up and then BB-8 uh, okay. gives him the lighter thumbs up. I was <laughs> yeah. like, that robot's adorable. <laughs> that's the only thing. Okay. That's all I knew it had something to do with. Damn, I already forgot his name. Some Star Wars fan I am. Oh, yeah, you're a terrible. I mean, I'm not supposed to remember. You're supposed to remember. How do I not fucking remember his name? I know all the other names. I'm not even sure. kidding. I just mm-hmm. can't remember this name. Guy's them. Name. name them then. Okay, the girl is right. great. D- okay, fight. no, I don't want to hear all. <laughs> I don't want to hear all <laughs> I those I was stupid about names. to go into it, man. No, thank you. You proved it. I believe you. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, fuck! I can't believe I don't remember. This is gonna kill me. I can tell. Anyways, you, I can tell you. Supposed to be talking about. Well, let me first. Just one more thing. I can tell you for sure that I literally laughed out loud and rolled around in my chair the first time that Darth Vader took off his mask. The new Darth Vader, when he took off his helmet and the Vidal Sassoon commercial came on, <laughs> I laughed my fucking ass off. Okay, I will tell you that when he took his mask off, I was like, no, I. That was probably the only part of the whole movie that turned me off. And by the way, the person that I was trying to remember yeah. his name is Finn. Ah, but Finn. Anyways, there you go. You're. I do remember that now. When he took his helmet off, I was like, "That's the new villain." Yeah. Like seriously, that's what he looks like. Cause he he doesn't look like, you know, the villain that he's yeah. supposed to be. So when I saw him take his mask off, I was like, "Fuck!" If I knew that, I would have wished he, his whole mask on was on the, the whole, whole entire movie. Right. Look, it would have been scarier if it had been Lena Dunham. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh All shit. Right, back to music. Yes, sir. Well, kind of. Internet video <laughs> surfaces of Richard Spencer, self-proclaimed leader creator of the alt-right movement, basically aka Nazi scum, allegedly. getting punched out. Yeah, allegedly. He got punched by a protester, and when the music video surfaced the internet, it was um as soon as he gets punched, it's during a hate breach song that someone, you know, put that in the background of the video. and For one of them. Yeah. That's the so, whole thing is it, the video is available with lots and lots of different types of music in the background. Yeah. It just depends on whatever you like more. You can play that one over and over again. Our scene contains the hate breed version. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so I guess, Jackson, we can have a nice little debate kind of on this. Oh, boy. I guess. What do you think of something like this happening in general? Well, first of all, the guy who got punched is not right, whatever he's doing. Well, yeah, with the whole, he's alt-right. He's, yeah, he's alt-right. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> I didn't know how to word it the best way that I could. but Well, you set me up, so it worked. So without, being, without me sounding like the biggest dick, I mean, <laughs> the most I can say is the guy's an asshole, obviously. Sure. But... The way Allegedly. I look at it is someone punching him doesn't do anything. 
they could have kicked him to the curb and destroyed him. That doesn't do anything. If anything, it makes things worse. That's how I look at things. You know what I mean? Like violence to me doesn't solve 95% of things. Sure. I'm not going to say everything. Right. But I'd say a good 95 to 98% <laughs> of things cannot be solved by violence. And that's one sure. of them. It's Shutting very... someone up like that, punching him, does not do anything. And maybe you got your fix out of it and it made you feel good for a second. But at the end of the day, that guy is still that guy and he's going to keep doing what he's doing right. no matter how many times he got punched. Trust me. Yeah, it's very cathartic, I guess, for the person that's doing the punching. You could make the argument maybe that if this guy had been punched earlier on in life, maybe, <laughs> he, wouldn't end up like maybe he wouldn't end up like this. I think that's the thing. Yeah. It's a very Neanderthal point of view to take in some cases. I am a I very agree with it, Yeah, well, here's the thing. I'm a very freedom of speech should cover everything person, no matter what. Because I also don't like it when people keep everything in because then you don't know what type of person they are. I would rather know that you're a piece of shit than keep it inside and pretend and have me think that maybe you're a good person. I'd rather know who the terrible people are. So I don't want people to hide out of consequences of losing your job or something like that. You know what I mean? So for me, I also do think, though, that there are actual consequences that come with freedom of speech. So if you're going to spew hatred like this guy tends to from what you read about and all the stories and what you might see him do in an interview or something, sometimes the only way to teach someone a lesson is to physically hurt them. And I'm not promoting that, but that's a fact of life. A punch to the face will always hurt more than a verbal comment, no matter what. I could say the worst possible thing to you right now, Jackson, but if I knocked your teeth out, that is going to hurt you more than anything that I can say, period. So sometimes you can be great with your words and you can be awesome with your comebacks and everything (laughs) all the time, whatever it happens to be. But if someone straight up comes up and knocks your teeth down your throat, you're going to remember that. And in most cases, that's not going to spur you on. It's going to make you think about that before you wisecrack, before you open your mouth to say something, when you don't know if you're going to get punched in the face. I got you. So I'm not condoning it, and I'm not promoting it, but I also understand. It's kind of like that Chris Rock bit. You know what I mean? I would never hit a woman, but I understand. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a great bit, but that's what he's saying the whole time is like, you're never supposed to hit a woman, but I understand why you would, you know, that kind of thing. That's a whole bit that he, it's, man, it's so long ago, but what a great, that whole fucking stand-up bit that he does. I was about to say, the whole thing. The whole thing's amazing. That's just one little part of it. That whole album, I think that's the one where instead of doing gun control, let's just make bullets cost like $5,000 each. Because then you'll, (laughs) you'll have no one... No one's just spraying bullets around. You have to really hate a motherfucker to have to go and buy a bullet. So anyways, that's kind of the thing. At this point in this guy's life, a punch to the face is not going to stop him from doing what he wants. But there are a lot of people that a punch to the face will stop them from talking for a long, long time. And not because they might need to get stitches in their mouth, but because like it'll make them think about, hey, maybe I shouldn't be an asshole. But then the counterpoint, too, is, well, what if someone is saying something truthful? What if someone is saying something that's on the quote-unquote right side? You know what I mean? Like they're saying something that needs to be said and just an 
a Neanderthal comes around and doesn't like what they're saying, so punches them in the face. You know, that's always the opposite to what you're talking about. Exactly. I See, because what I don't like is, every like you were saying, everyone has their freedom of speech, whether you're right or wrong. And I feel like at the age that these people were at, if you don't agree with that person's opinion, you punching them doesn't do anything. You hurting them doesn't do anything. And to me, it actually makes things worse in these times because, I mean, you can tell I'm not going to go on a whole spew about Trump because, <laughs> you know, that that's another story. But you can tell that this country is pretty divided right now. So one side punching the other side doesn't fix anything. You know what I mean? Sure. That's, no, I got that's the way I looked at it because right. I didn't think of it as just one person punching another guy because he doesn't like him. I thought of it as one group hitting another group. You right. know what I mean? Like a representative of that group hitting a representative of the other group. But that's and always that, that's not what fixes things. But that's also kind of stereotyping as well. And I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Because that's the same as saying because he is pretty much like allegedly a, like a white supremacist light, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he represents me. Like just because he's white does not mean that he represents me. Oh no no no. So that's why you know what I mean. So that's why whenever you start talking like one group to the other group kind of thing, that's kind of the dangerous line that you tread. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I think you get what I'm saying. I think it's something that there's no real answer to. Right. But it happened. So we're talking about it. And you can go watch that video with whatever type of music you like in the background. Yep, they got it all. But I will tell you something. I definitely know what Jackson would say to that guy instead of punching him. I knew that was coming. Did you? I knew it. (laughs) Well, I set it up pretty clearly. (laughs) Damn it, Ian. We were doing good. But that was perfect, though. Come on. It was okay. Thanks, buddy. Seven out of ten. We'll go into a story that you love, then. No. I don't mind skipping this. (laughs) We're skipping this After all this. Just, Just do it, Ian. Just do it. All right. There's an eight-year-old kid doing 21 Pilots covers on drums. So just my quick joke is, to me, this just means that the guy from 21 Pilots plays drums at an eight-year-old's level. But um, ha 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 How funny. I'm sure you can find eight-year-olds doing covers. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You shouldn't be in charge of the soundboard. I would love to let you be in charge of the soundboard sometime. <laughs> it would be a mess. I think so. <laughs> you got your joke off, Ian. Thanks, buddy. I mean, I'll that's part I'll, of the I show. I won't even rebuttal. I'm just going to let you have the joke. Oh, oh, God. All right. We ready to move on to new songs? I am very ready to move on from anything that you just talked about. <laughs> So Jackson, you're like psychic or something. Yep. Craziness. Do you want to go into this? So last week I fucked up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the breakdown from the past by saying slaves. Um, I did not know they were getting back together or got back together. I did not know about new music coming out or anything. But of course, since Ian is the smartest human being on the planet, he made sure he shut me down immediately. There was no room for foolery. Very nicely. Plus, that was sure. a late show, though, too, remember? We did it was a very late show. Very Ian's late show. nice is not everyone else's nice. Ian's <laughs> nice is everyone else's rude. My nice is not punching someone in the face. <laughs> That's what <True>. my nice is. <laughs> but 
the reason why Ian feels extra boastful today is because Slaves actually debuted their first single since. Debuted? Yeah, whatever the fuck okay. happened to them recently where they split and came back or maybe I don't know what it was. I don't know if they split or if it was just that Johnny left and came back now. I don't know what the hell the whole spiel was. The I fact thought, is they stopped as a band whole, I guess. I thought Johnny went to rehab after that tour, allegedly, I think. I know it has something to do with him. Not like just a reason that right. they broke up, but something that he, you know, went off to do. But I don't remember. I do know, or well, I think I know. <laughs> um, didn't didn't he tour with Dance Gavin Dance for a while after he left Slaves? I'm pretty sure he went over to Europe and toured doing like acoustic shows. I'm taking your word for it. I think I'm right on that one. Because I know he recently did that. Like right before Mothership came out. I don't remember what time it was though. That's right. what I don't remember. I think that's the thing. I thought that was before. It, very possible. But anyways, now most of the band is gone. And it's only yeah. Johnny and Colin. And they went ahead and they're going to do another tour. But they did put out this brand new track. It's called I'd Rather See Your Star Explode. Boom. So let's hear a little bit of it. Fuck Jackson. I wish I could sing like that motherfucker. That was actually the first thing I was going to say when you asked me about the song. <laughs> I was going to say, well, his voice is still heavenly. <laughs> Dude, it's, it really is. It's fucking heavenly. It really fucking I'll be is. honest with you. I don't even think he tries that hard. No, I don't I think, think so either. I think that's just his voice, yeah. period. No matter what he puts that voice through, it doesn't matter. And like I mentioned before, and I was going to bring this up as well, when I saw them last year, like a date before they broke up, maybe even... It was their last show, and then they broke up, basically. I had talked about how they had kind of ended their set early and left, but I had also mentioned it was amazing to see live. Like, he sounded exactly like the album the wow. whole time. and that's very it's, rare. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So he's super talented. I hope, I can only hope, it's what we've said before, is that he's got everything together, he's healthy, he's not hurting himself or anyone, that's the hope. I love that track, though. I think that's one of my favorite Slaves tracks. I agree. I really enjoy I didn't think their new song was going to be this good. Anyways, no, but the song, fantastic. Uh, I'm really proud of these guys. Um, I, I can understand why the rest of the band didn't stick around. You know, they do carry a lot of baggage. Some people rather stay away from that. But right. just the fact that Johnny Craig, you know, and uh, what was it? Colin, Colin or Carson? Yeah. I can't remember. Colin, yeah, Colin. Yeah. Um, just for them to stick around and keep trying their absolute hardest, no matter what's going on, and come out with a banger like this mm -hmm. after all the adversity really shows a lot of, you know, that tough mentality that they have where they don't give a fuck. As long as they're writing music, they're going to be good. And they do have fans regardless. Yeah. They've been through it all and everyone is still there. We're still talking about it. We still love the shit out of their music. Yeah. And we still can't get enough no. of his voice. It's true, man. And I really like that he sings about personal issues as well. 
Yep. Because he could have easily come back with a track that had nothing to do with anything that's going on in his life. Instead, he comes back with that one, which you can tell the lyrics are specifically written about his life and things that people think about him and things that he thinks about himself. It's great. Like, I like that stuff. Oh, yeah, same here. He he really does open himself up to the music. And that's probably why his voice, you know, is so well for this kind of music and why, I mean, I'm not going to say every song they have is amazing. No. But I've never heard a bad slave song. You know what I right. mean? Right. And I really do believe it's, be- it's because he actually cares genuinely about every song that he talks about. You know what I mean? Yeah, in most cases, I would say that's probably true. He doesn't bullshit the music, and I don't think they ever did. I agree with that. So look, I'm excited. I know they're going off on tour over in Europe again, and then maybe by then they'll have their new album out. That's what I'm hoping Mm -hmm. for. So we'll see. I love that track. Make sure you check it out. I'd rather see your star explode. All right, Ian, I know. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to start off by saying that the first time we reviewed Falling In Reverse's new track, Coming Home, Mm -hmm. I don't remember. It wasn't last episode. It was a couple episodes ago. Mm Mm-hmm. I wasn't too fond of it. I don't. I mean, what I didn't say it was a bad track, but I remember I didn't really like it that much. But Ian did. And Ian did. Yes, he did. Ian loved it. Now, I take back everything I said. What? Yeah. I mean, I kept listening to it. To me, it had to grow on me. It was one of those kind of things. Gotcha. And it grew a lot. Oh, I'm in love shit. with that song now. Nice. But what I am here to tell you, Ian, is that Falling Universe released a new song called Loser. Damn. And with that About song, Jackson? they also announced... What'd you say? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Enough of that. They also announced <laughs> that their new album, Coming Home, is coming out on April 7th through Epitaph Records. Yep. So they released a new song, plus that their album, and it is going to be called Coming Home. And it's still of the of the the album cover is still the spaceship man that you see from coming home spaceship and everything. Spaceship man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spaceship man. I would have said astronaut and no. you know just left it like that, but that's not as I know, like spaceship it's not man. Not as memorable. Better. You know what I mean? No, you're absolutely right. You chose the right words for Thank sure. Thank you. You normally do choose the right words, so. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So April seventh, that's coming to you. And loser, by the way, the song amazing i love it i think i like it more than coming home to be honest with you well let's and listen I to really, it i really really like the new direction let's see if they keep with that direction i guess are you a loser ian oh dude we don't have enough time for that <laughs> there's so <laughs> many reasons we'll save that for another day another like week another show yeah. <laughs> straight 24 7 for a week gotcha <laughs> dude i like that track too man you can definitely tell too they are keeping within what seems to be a concept possibly at least music wise 
A hundred percent. And I will tell you, but I'm not going to say it now. I'm going to wait till my very nice end is here tour review. Cause I wait. just saw them last week and I will tell you a tiny bit secret. Boom. Bam. I can't that wait. Regards this album. All right. Well, that sounds good. Ooh. Well, I will say straight off the bat though, I am very impressed with them because there are plenty of things that falling in reverse can do. Ronnie just steers the ship and they do whatever he, you know, it seems like that anyways. That they yep. just do whatever his whim is. This is completely different than anything I thought Falling in Reverse would ever put out. A hundred percent. So this is very interesting to me because I want to see what the rest of this album is going to be like. Because right now I'm hearing it's almost like a mix of... I can't even tell you what it sounds like to be honest with you. <laughs> I would say, well because Ronnie's voice is so distinct, it always is going to remind you of Falling in Reverse and Escape the Fate. So if you take it. those two... But then I would combine 30 Seconds to Mars into this. Okay. Like, the, especially... The sound, for sure. No, I, no, no. If you go back to their old sound, the whole space theme stuff that they were doing before, because they had, you know, Echelon, I think is what they were calling it. They had all the mm-hmm. different, like, alien symbols and all that kind of stuff. That's what this reminds me a lot of, just without the Jared Leto screams. Because I don't know if they're going to do more screaming or more unclean vocals, but there's not a whole lot in these two singles. So I don't know what the rest of the album is going to be like. But at least for mm-hmm. right now, it's almost like Crown the Empire, 30 Seconds to Mars, Escape the Fate, and Falling in Reverse all together. Damn. That's what That's I hear. That's a hell of a combination, though. It is. So we will see how it goes. I mean, I know a lot of people, you either love or hate Ronnie. I'm still on that love side. So I'm hoping that I continue to enjoy this album. I think that if you've never seen Falling in Reverse live or been a fan of them for more than a year... You hate Ronnie, but I feel like he's one of those people where when you see him or meet him, you have to love him. You know what I mean? Did you do the VIP? Did you meet him before? No, the... no, no, oh, no, okay. No, no. <laughs> no, no, check. no. <laughs> but seeing he's a fucking rock star. There, there's only well, so straight. many people that you can put that label on. There's a lot of vocalists in our scene, Ian, mm-hmm. but only a very select few are rock stars. And Ronnie Radke is one of them. He really is a joy. Well, the whole band is really a joy to watch live. And I will tell you, and I'm sure Holy you even noticed in the song Loser, what? You have changed so much. There must be an amazing review that you're about to do because I've never heard you talk so positively about falling yep. in reverse. All right. That's interesting. Yep. All right. It's, don't, give it all, about, don't give it all away oh, now. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but about two or three months ago, I really started realizing because I'm going to tell you, I used, when I first got in the scene, Falling in Reverse and Escaped the Fate and stuff like that was some of the first bands I listened to, and I fell in love with them. Sure. Then, the whole Ronnie Radke stuff started surfacing, and I was like, oh, fuck these guys. <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, it really did play a toll on me, and I was like, yeah, I don't really care for them anymore. It's kind of like with the Crown of the Empire thing now, where I still enjoy their music a lot, but it leaves that, like, bad taste in your mouth when you find out the behind-the-scenes bullshit kind of thing. Sure. But I kind of learned to push that away with Falling Universe, and especially when they're releasing bangers like this. You know what I'm saying? I understand, for sure. So that's how I feel towards them now. Boom. All right, man. Well, hey, new album is coming out April 7th. It's called Coming Home, and it's coming out through Epitaph. I mean, hey, we'll probably get like another single, I would assume, before this all goes out. But I know you can go ahead and pre-order merch bundles and whatnot as well plus as we will talk about they are on tour right now so we'll go over that later as well yep 
So next up, Backwards with a Z has released their brand new track, Self Ownership. They also announced that their brand new album, Veracity, will be out on March 31st, and they are with Stay Sick Recordings. Yep. Just announced, right? Yeah, they made a whole like three announcements right, <laughs> right in a <laughs> row. Yeah, because they were very anti-label recording kind of the deal. Yeah, it seemed when they put out the track Be Great, they mentioned multiple times that they've had many offers for deals and that they were waiting for the right one because they had branding and all that kind of stuff. So it seems like they found a good record label in Stay Sick. So why don't we go ahead and check out a little bit of self-ownership. Hit it. I wanted to play where Eric July really goes into the kind of rapping thing that Meaning he does of as the well. Song. Yeah, yeah, because he likes to do that and I like hearing that stuff too. I also like that they are political. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And especially if people don't know backwards is or at least I think all the band if not especially Eric at least lean very libertarian. So it's yeah, very his cool. His bio on Twitter is Christian libertarian. Yeah, I like hearing another perspective because i tend to lean more that way than anything like i'm very middle of the road not one way or the other but i also like that yeah so it works for me to hear this as well because you heard what he was talking about about protesting and all that kind of stuff but then the part that we didn't play in that track too is not only are there the clean vocals for the chorus Eric does the rapping part, but then he also does unclean vocals during the track. And then they also have Franz doing a guest vocal spot as well. And I love this track. I think it's great. I completely agree. I loved Franz's part, I will admit. I mean, I loved every aspect of this song. I loved the meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. Backwards, I mean, this is one of the albums that I just cannot wait for. And again... I know, right? And I never thought I'd be saying this, but hey, it's happening. Stay Sick is a little bit on a roll here, I think. Especially with the one we talk about later on, too. Yep. (laughs) That's exactly what I was referring to. (laughs) Stay Sick is doing things right now. Because when they first announced, besides Plot and You, I've never, there was never any bands that they really, you know, actually had that people gave a shit about. But now with Vesta Collide and uh, Backwards in there, Mm -hmm. plus Plot and You, oh man, they're, they're getting a good little lineup here. But I also want to mention, Ty also made a comment about this track as well. He said it's pretty dope, even though he's more of a Fire from the Gods guy. Now, we went through the backstory about this before. Fire from the Gods basically replaced Eric July when Mm -hmm. I guess they wanted to tour with no album and no label and he didn't want to. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff that went back and forth between them. But obviously, we reviewed Fire from the Gods last year their new album and i know ty's a big fan 
his main thing is he's hoping that this whole backwards album isn't a diss album, basically. I don't think it will be. And that's true. I, I mean, it makes sense. But just these two tracks that we've heard with Be Great and Self-Ownership, these two tracks to me are better than anything that Fire from the Gods put out. I in my opinion. Agree. But it's not no, it's not fair not to just your opinion. Well, I think it's true. It's not fair to just compare those two bands because they kind of split. You know what I mean? But it happens. But it's not just that. It's that they also kind of do the same sort of music style. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. That it is true, but I think that backwards has extra layers that Fire from the oh, Gods for sure. didn't. Fire from the Gods, almost every song is the same. Unfortunately, I know Ty's to gonna me. get upset to you. <laughs> I know that. Ty's going to be upset at you. (laughs) I understand. But yeah, look, I am really excited for this album. And I think this could be a dark horse this year. Like a really unique album that people weren't expecting that just comes out of nowhere. Right. This is a band the scene needs to watch out for because they're coming. I absolutely believe that. So check out Backwards, Self-Ownership, featuring Franz, their new album, Veracity, is coming out on March 31st on Stay Sick Recordings. Maybe we'll get another track on that one too, but if not, we will definitely be talking about the album when it comes out. Yep, can't wait. So, Ian, United Nations came out with a song called Stairway to mar a lago Yes. mar a lago one of those. It's a mar L-A-G-O. L-A-G-O. It has to do with Trump. It has to do with Trump. Exactly. Ian, I want you to play a sample of this song so that everyone can understand what we're going to be talking about. Well, first, let me say this. They put this track out on Inauguration Day. They made Purposely. it, Yeah, they made it available for purchase because if you purchase it, the proceeds will be donated to the American Civil Liberties Union and Planned Parenthood. So that's really cool right off the bat. Yep. Now, I don't know this band. Apparently, they're like a super group. Kind of thing. They used to have Thursday's vocalist, and now they have Glassjaw's vocalist. So very politically driven and all that kind of stuff. I will start to play this track. Just don't think that a murder is happening on the show. All right? <laughs> I'm just going to preface that. It's just a song. Just a song, guys. All right, here you go. Jackson, are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm, I'm doing good on my side. How are you doing? How are you holding up? Just checking. Just checking. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't want to make fun of the track because it's going to charities and all that kind of stuff. So if this is your style of music, go donate, do all that kind of stuff. And I mean, you don't even have to listen to the track in order to donate. You can go donate to those places right now anyways. You know, there's no <laughs> problem with that. I just, when I hear that kind of wailing and shrieking... I just imagine that that's what everyone who doesn't listen to our scene thinks that we listen to on a regular basis. You know what yep. I mean? <laughs> and That's exactly what they think. It's very tough because I like those <laughs> high shrieks, those high wails. I like those when they're in conjunction with the unclean lows and mids and clean vocals. Like when you do a mix of all that stuff together, like that's something that, Alisana does amazingly. That's uh, I could start naming other bands too, but Alisana 
is very well known for doing that. I love that kind of stuff, but not when it's a whole entire track of it. That's when, to me, it starts getting in the realm of it almost doesn't sound like music. (laughs) (laughs) No, unfortunately, that's just not our taste that I don't think we go that far because what even do you call that? Exactly. I I mean, to be honest with you, I think that's what you would call screamo. Yeah, but it's not supposed to be. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but so you, that's that's the only thing I can think of. That is just, that is screamo. Yeah, I'm just not exactly sure. So, I, I mean, hey, to each their own, right? Yeah, hey, but they're doing a good thing, though. Yeah, so, go donate to charities, man. All right, Ian. So, we've been talking about Crown the Empire for quite a couple of episodes now. And I think we were both leaning more towards the side of David Escamilla, as in his statement being the most correct and us agreeing with him more. Sure. So lately he's been posting videos on his Twitter and Facebook and all that sort of good stuff. He uh, he posted an acoustic cover, but recently he made a one-minute track with a buddy of his. I don't remember the name, but it is a full unclean vocals track and it shows you that mr david escamilla still's got still has it and he has not ready to ditch heavy music like he said in his statement this guy is still making music in the studio this isn't just like backyard bullshit no 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 (laughs) and it is damn good and it is heavier actually than the way he screamed in crown the empire agreed so yeah let's take a listen to this Yeah. No, that's heavier Damn. than Crown. <laughs> just, a, just a bit. Just a tiny bit. Tiny, yeah. tiny little bit. But yeah, I like it a lot. Look, I think he has a great, unclean scream. Same here. Yeah, he has I, a really good voice. It almost reminds me a little bit of Spencer from Ice Nine Kills, mm. but he can hold the note maybe in a more harsh tone. I agree. So I'm looking forward to whatever he's doing, because if it sounds like that, I'm going to like it. Yep, same here, and especially if he's working with that one guy who helped him make all this. I hope, I, I just hope he really does something soon to show everybody what's up and that he's not done. And I do think he will, because this is the second studio release that he's done since the departure of Crown. Right. Or at least until it was announced. And, you know, it's been pretty quick. Very and true. he's yeah. getting massive support, and he's got to love it, and hopefully that motivates him to do even more. Hopefully we'll hear a little heavy EP coming soon. Who knows? But that would you know, be good nice. for him. No, I agree. No, that'd be great. So yeah, we'll keep our eyes and ears open for it. Yes, sir. All right, next one. The Dead Rabbits are back. They have a brand new track called Dead Again. I really like it. Do you? Yeah, I do. Look, I've been a fan of Dead Rabbits since the beginning. So to me, this is just continuing that trend from that first full-length album that they put out. It feels like they put out that album a long, long time ago, but it actually hasn't been that long. I think they're on the right track. I'm hoping for a new album out of this. I know they haven't necessarily released any specific plans for it, from what I can tell, Mm -hmm. but when I saw them live, 
they were amazing. Like Craig is one of those people who seeing them live, they sing like the album and Craig's an amazing metalcore vocalist. I completely agree. And, and the song itself, very, very good. Hopefully, like you were saying, they do release some sort of announcement of a project that's coming up. Hopefully it's not just, all right, guys, you know, we're not completely out yet. Here's a single, you know, and peace out kind of deal. I, at least no. an EP. You no, know there's what I'm a, saying? I think there's a full album coming. I, I think so too. Yeah, uh, I think it, this is... Know, especially at the beginning of 2017, mm-hmm. you know? I think this is going to be a new album. You'll get a new Dead Rabbits album before you get a new Escape the Fate album. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, let's take a listen to it. Here's Dead Again. I think maybe the only thing you can say for this possibly is there's not a whole lot of distinction between Dead Rabbits and Escape the Fate now. No. If you just heard it without hearing any news that obviously have been teasing that they were going to be doing new music for a while for Dead Rabbits, if you just heard that out of the blue though. Escape would, the Fate. Yeah. That's I guess that's kind of the way I look at it. I don't know. That's just kind of Craig, I guess. He makes everything sound like it's his. So wherever he goes, he brands it in in Craig's way. And yeah. that's just the way it's always going to look no matter where he goes. I think when so. When you have a distinctive voice like that, it doesn't matter where you go. You're going to think that's Escape the Fate. And that's it. Exactly. Exactly. So I like the track. I think that we will get a new album this year, probably guessing like May or June, probably, especially okay. since they got such a big push for this. So we'll just keep our oh, eyes yeah, open. People again. love it. Yeah. Like we said. We'll just look out for it, and when it comes up, we will definitely be talking about it. So next, we got While She Sleeps releases a new song called You Are We. Now, they also have their new album coming out April 21st, and this is the second single, I believe. And I think this is, the, this is a title track, right? Yes. Yes, it is, actually. My bad. It is You Are We is also the name of the album, and again, it will be released. April 21st, and I believe it's self-released as well. I believe so as well. That was based on a story we did a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, let's take a listen to this. It's a lyric video, too, so you can watch it, and it's just got a vinyl on a turntable. Yeah. (laughs) It's just playing, but it's well done. I mean, for what it is, I've never seen that done before. Yeah, 
I think that's another strong track. I like it. I do. It's good stuff. It really is. I like this direction that they've gone in. I think this is the right thing for them. You can definitely hear the Bring Me the Horizon influences on the screams mm-hmm. and everything, but they're also touring with them right now, too. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. So you can see why there's a little bit of rub off there, but I'm all about this. I think that the vocals are great. I'm loving the drums. I'm looking forward to this a lot. And this is one of those bands, too, that you want to support because they are self-releasing this as well. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping they just continue this throughout the entire album because this is sounding really good to me. Yeah, they're making this out to be a very, very promising album. And just from hearing that clip there, and I really, really love the clean vocals, the mm-hmm. sort of style that they have when they do the clean, like raspy sort of vote. I love that kind of style. So I, I'm really looking forward to this album. Same here, man. All right. Wow. That was a lot of new music. Yep. <laughs> that was a ton. But I hope people learned something and I hope they got a chance to go check all those bands out because they all deserve it. So now, though, it's time for some concert reviews. Aw, shit. All right, man. I want to start with you because I'm super excited to hear all this change of pace that you have. So why don't you go first? Okay. I went to the End Is Here tour with Falling in Reverse, Motionless and White, Issues, Danger Kids, and Dead Girls Academy. Dead Girls Academy was the first band to play... (laughs) <laughs> now dead girls academy was a pr- was an okay band okay in my opinion i have not listened um, to them yet yeah see here's the thing i looked them up after the show was done and i cannot find their music anywhere whoa okay very weird youtube itunes spotify nothing wow all right very very weird and they had you know they played about five or six songs so you would think you know it's out there i don't know if maybe my searching just sucks other than that, though, they played a really good set. Uh, they have a very good vocalist. But, um, yeah, that was pretty much all there to say about Dead Girls Academy. The thing I was really looking forward to was Danger Kids. Yeah. The reason being is because we haven't heard of them in a while. They do have a new album coming out called Blacklist. Next week, right? Yep. So they played two songs off the new album. I think it was two or three. I don't remember. But they played a couple new songs off the album. They didn't play my favorite song by them, Hostage, which I oh. found very weird. But they played Paper Thin, <laughs> which was cool. Okay. But uh, they had a really, really good set. Uh, during the Dead Girls Academy set, you know, the crowd wasn't really all that into it, even though it was okay. But Danger Kids really started the show. Nice. They, I mean, they tore it up up there. Their drummer is amazing. I just love their set. You know, it, it's not just the music. They know how to put on a good show. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's good to know. Yeah. So this is the thing that let me down. Issues oh. came up. Wow. I loved Issues' new album. I love all of Issues' mm-hmm. songs. Are you about to say, Ian, you're right? Ian, you're wrong. Aww. Anyways, listen. Menterosa. <laughs> I think it's very clear to show that one of the best voices in the scene is Tyler Carter's voice. And I think anyone can agree with that. I have something coming up about that later on in the show, but that's my surprise. Yes, sir. So go ahead. The only thing I didn't like about Issues set is that they played all the songs I love. They did. They they put on a good show. My issue was is that Tyler Carter looked like he did not want to be there. And that was really, oh, okay. really disappointing. I, I mean, I don't know if it was just, you know, that day in Dallas. Maybe he was having a bad day. I don't know what's going on. So basically, but, you're saying that his face 
look the way I will look when I'm seeing them next week? Honestly, yeah. Because <laughs> he was literally just there singing. Gotcha. He wasn't getting into it like the rest of the band was. Like the screamer or even the bassist, you know, uh, Skylar Accord, yeah. who literally stage-dived on, um, onto the crowd and was playing bass. Gotcha. You know, and you know he's a great bassist. Sure. But other than that, I mean, they played a great set, but Tyler Carr did not look like he wanted to be there. And that was really upsetting. And I think that the crowd felt that as well, that it wasn't just me. Oh, okay. Because there was a couple times where even the screamer was like, come on, guys, you know, jump or... Oh, really? You know, like, they, uh -huh. like they were saying, like, hey, come on. Gotcha. But it wasn't the crowd's thing. And I will tell you why. Because next was Motionless and White. Fuck, yeah. And you talk about fucking crowd reaction. <laughs> motionless <laughs> and White got it going. Nice. Out of the whole entire show, Motionless and White put on the best one by far. That's what This I like was the hear. best Motionless and White set I've ever seen in my life. Wow, okay. I'm not, And I've seen them at least six times. Yeah, I think it's coming up on seven or eight for me. <laughs> yeah, oh my, Ian. I can't wait. Seriously, this is the best set they've ever played. Awesome. And it's not just because of the music choice. Right. I will say they did play a new song off their new album. Ooh, not 570? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. they. What? I mean, they haven't announced it on any other social media sites or anything. But oh, it's Ian Hates say, Music this Exclusive. This is a new song. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Ian Hates Exclusive. The song's called Eternally Loved, by the way. Okay, all right. Boom. Ian Boom. Hates Exclusive, there for you. Bam. It is an amazing Amazing song. Now we know Josh Balls is out. Mm -hmm. They have a female keyboardist now. Okay. Very talented. Ooh. No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's such a stupid thing to do. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So the set was incredible, not only because they're just an incredible band. They actually had people come out with like pumpkin heads and <laughs> okay. like during Abigail, they had a a, a very healthy looking woman. I, I want to say she sure. was very young. Um, attractive Ooh, okay um come out wearing like like a preacher costume okay and she came out during abigail because you know the whole yeah that one part where the preacher you know whatever and she i mean they did a whole show you know they came out with water guns and started spraying everybody <laughs> it was right. incredible nice they do play this one song though i'm not gonna tell you it's a cover song right yes yeah they already ruined that on social media did they really yeah of course they did okay. i forget what outlet had it but it was like here's motionless and white doing this cover enjoy yeah yeah they, they play chop suey yeah there you go and it's incredible holy shit it's about time someone does that right so yeah uh, and it was out of nowhere nice okay so now moving on to falling in reverse they um they they killed it good ronnie okay. racky is a damn rock star <laughs> yes as i've that. said before <laughs> earlier in the show one thing that I didn't think was going to happen and did happen is that their new songs that they released mm -hmm. translate perfectly to live shows. Amazingly. Um, when they played Coming Home, it was incredible. They had like this sort of like light show sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say I don't want to go into detail because I want when you see it, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. But they put on they. I'm just telling you, they know how to play the new music live perfectly. Sounds good to um, me. But I will tell you that not only do they play Loser and Coming Home, but they also play a new track off the album. Nice. And the reason I said I said that earlier that I wanted to wait for this is because you said that you hope that or that you're excited for the if the whole album is going to sound like the songs that have came out, mm -hmm. and it does. Okay. Their new track is just as strong, or actually it might even be my favorite one, nice. more than Loser and Coming Home. I don't remember the name of it. 
Ah, but I'll hear it. They stick to the same shtick for the album, at least. Okay. That's three songs that are in the same realm, and they translate incredibly live. Very nice. But yeah, it, it was a really, really, really good show. That sounds like a good all. show. All right. Well, I am going to see it next week. So Yes, you are, and I can't wait to hear what you say about it. Hopefully, maybe Tyler will have his love for the music back by then, maybe? I don't know. We'll see. What was it that you had to say about him? You said you were going to say Oh, no, something. no. It's after this. It's okay, in the, okay. it's actually part of the breakdown from the past. Oh. I know, right? So, yeah, we'll uh-huh. get to that. We'll get to that. But, yeah, I'm excited. So, that was good. That's a good tour to go to. Thank you. Thank you. So, the tour I went to was a lot different than that one. Just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> so, I went back to the art gallery, and there they had the In Vogue Records Unplugged Tour. It started with hazing. And just to make a note to everyone, it was not full bands because it's unplugged. It's just singers and guitarists. So the whole bands didn't even travel. Mm -hmm. So that's something to note as well. So Hazing started, did a really, really great job starting off everything first. Then what I thought was really, really interesting and a really interesting way to set this up is instead of going to Woven in Hiatus, then In Her Own Words, and then J.T. Woodruff, They had all three of them come out together. They sat next to each other, each of them with an acoustic guitar, and then they just played a track each and just went down the line and continued to do that for like an hour and a half or so. Oh, wow. That's cool. It's like a big old jam sesh. Yeah, and they told stories and stuff in between and everything. JT loves to talk, that's for sure. (laughs) So he was telling all these random stories. They told a pretty funny story about how they were in New York the previous day and I guess some of their friends were there. New York's obviously an easy city to bring a lot of people together who have known them for a while, that kind of thing. And the one guy, one of their friends, could not wrap their head around the fact that JT was the lead singer of Hawthorne Heights and was using the past tense. Like I don't want to tell the whole story, but was using the past tense when talking to him. Like, you were in Hawthorne Heights. No way. And he's like, no, no, I am in Hawthorne Heights, like we never went anywhere, <laughs> been touring for 15 years. So I thought that was pretty good. All of them were awesome. They all have great voices. They all can play the guitar very well. I think you would have especially loved In Her Own Words. Uh, that's the main reason I want to go. Honestly, if In Her Own wasn't going, I probably wouldn't go. Joey has an amazing voice. Oh, it's insane. Shit. Dude, it's insane. The music that he's playing, that like in Unfamiliar... The stuff that he's singing takes talent for sure, mm-hmm. but it's on a completely different spectrum to be able to play acoustically and just belt out those tunes, and that's what he was doing. So it was really cool to hear him do that, but all three of them were great. The only thing I was a little surprised about is JT did not play any Hawthorne Heights, hmm. but he has such a huge catalog of music anyways, he can do whatever he wants. Right. But what I did do was I went ahead and I went up and I got some merch and I got the vinyl edition of Unfamiliar. And oh, I mentioned lucky. I mentioned to Joey because I always here's my thing. I always feel a little awkward with those situations because I like being behind a mic when I'm talking to bands. Like I feel way more comfortable doing that. Because mm-hmm. when you're in person in a merch table, I feel like I want to let the line go. Like I don't want to take up all their time because they've got other people that want to buy shit. 
You know what I mean? And maybe right. some are just waiting to meet them and they won't buy anything. But in most cases, I don't want to hold up that line. There's a business transaction. This is how these guys are getting money to tour and stuff. You know what I mean? I agree. It, it's always rough to find the perfect timing to talk to these guys. I, it's right. always like you want to do it really bad, but you feel that like awkward tension like inside you. It's just like, oh, I don't want to, you yeah. know. I have great conversations on Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition where it seems like they're not going to end and I have to pull the plug because I don't want to waste any more of their time. But that's because the actual conversation is happening. It's very hard to do that when you're waiting for, you know, the line and merch and stuff. So short story even longer is I could not move on to JT because there are a bunch of people talking to JT. Like, So I was Mm -hmm. talking to Joey and I mentioned to him that I had a friend who that album really got them through a tough time. So I was oh, talking about you. Yeah, shit. He was probably thinking I was just saying a friend like it was me. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I didn't want to say it. But <laughs> I was like, this my... friend six foot five yeah. and standing in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just... And, and here's the other thing too. a vinyl. <laughs> yeah, right. And has my vinyl in the hands. <laughs> the only thing I didn't do was I did not give them my card because... I realize that no one does that anymore. People take the card, but they never contact you. You always have to go through their people in most cases. So I just basically bought merch so that they would have money and that I would have their stuff. So you support the bands. That's what I was doing. But I do want to mention to anyone, this tour is going across the United States right now. I think they have like 20, 15 to 20 more dates on this. So if you have a chance, go see this thing because I haven't been to an Unplugged show like since I used to perform at Unplugged shows. So it was really cool. Like I felt very out of place, like really, really out of place there because it's not normally my style and everyone had these clicks, it seemed. Mm-hmm. But that's just me being awkward. You know, that's just me being shy guy. But if you have a chance to go see this, you should definitely do it because you're not going to get a whole lot of chances to see this kind of thing, I don't think, especially in these more intimate settings that they're doing them in. So check it out for sure. Yeah, I can't wait. I I mean, I'm almost 100% sure I'll be going on the 29th because they'll be in Dallas. Yeah. And I really hope I get to go see this because it's – and especially the way yeah, you're saying they're doing it where they, you know, they come out and just switch song by song. That's really cool. I was very surprised. I thought it – it made everything flow very well. Cool. So yeah, man. My next tour that I'll be talking about is the tour that you just talked about. And oh, then, shit. And then we'll just continue on from there. You're going to love it. So I think we mentioned most of these before. Pretty much all of your favorite bands are out on tour right now. So <laughs> yeah. check their <laughs> Facebook. Think of a favorite their... band right now yeah. while you're listening. Most... And then just look up their tour because they're touring. Don't yeah, worry. Most likely. But I did want to mention a few So I did get my tickets for Real Friends, Broadside, Tiny Moving Parts, and Have Mercy. Ooh, speaking of on the punk side, I do believe I will be going to see Moose Blood, Boston Manor, and and Squad. Trophy Eyes? Trophy Eyes, yes. I couldn't remember the rest. Yeah, no, that'll be good. I'm going to go to that one as well. I just forget what date it is. I forgot my date too, but I really, really like Moose Blood, and I love their album Blush. I have to see Moose Blood, and they rarely come to America. True. So that's a must-go for me. I think for me, that's in March, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, check out the Mooseblood show as well. So yeah, I'll be doing the Real Friends one. And then the big announcement from Ice Nine Kills was that they're going out with Chelsea Grin and Gideon. Yes. (laughs) What was that reaction for? Because when that lineup got announced, I went nuts. That is, to me, an incredible lineup. I didn't 
think you were a huge fan of Chelsea Grin. I'm not. Oh, okay. But with between Ice Nine Kills, Gideon, and the show that Enterprise Earth puts on, yeah, I'm I'm gonna love it. Okay. All right. When I saw that, I was like, damn, because it's not just this kind of lineup isn't just about the music to me. These shows are gonna be good. Like right. they put on okay. good sets. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I don't know if I'll make this one or not. First of all, it's not in Boston. It's in Worcester. Uh, and the other thing, too, is I've seen Chelsea Grin a few times already, and I yeah. don't need to see them anymore. You're not missing anything. It's unfortunate. It's just not my style. I know we have people that are listening right now that love Chelsea Grin. I really tried, and it is an experience to see them live, but I've done it multiple times. So the only thing I could say for that is I'd have to make a long drive to see a few bands that I like and then leave early, which I'm not accustomed to doing. Right. I honestly probably wouldn't see the whole thing either. I'd probably see about two or three Chelsea Grin songs and leave. But it, it, the main reason is because of what you just said. When you first see them, it's like, oh, shit, cool. But after after you've seen them once, it's nothing new. I don't, I don't Unless know. you love them. You know, yeah, and, and I wasn't a big fan of their new album anyways. I, I, they're falling off to me. I used to really, really like them when I first got into quote-unquote our scene. Gotcha. Like, seriously, the, the whole Eden album and everything, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. But recently, it's just like, eh. I can see that. Whatevs. But Ice Nine Kills and Gideon definitely grabbed me. Yeah. And then I think the last announcement that I want to make was, I was a little disappointed in this because we just talked about In Her Own Words. They were coming back as a full band, but they were coming back with Brigades. I've never had a chance to see Brigades before, so I thought this was going to be great. I get to see In Her Own Words in an intimate setting again, but the full band. And then also Brigades, but they have completely canceled that tour. Oh, I didn't know that. It just happened today. Oh, wow. Yeah, it just that happened. Sucks. So they said, I think you can get ticket refunds and everything, but apparently, I guess the lead singer, from what I heard from In Her Own Words, when I talked to them, they said that the lead singer from Brigades got a really, really bad injury and could not get health care. Like the med bills were astronaut. Maybe they'll do a Kickstarter or something to help them out or something like that. But it just seems like it's just too much to tour. Hopefully he gets better. Gotcha. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, I know I'll be able to see in her own words again though. They'll come around. Oh yeah, they're 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 pretty good on their tour, and they're usually touring all your long, especially now with their new album that really got them going. Mm-hmm. You know, En Vogue is really showing them off. Oh, absolutely. And I want to see Brigades too because I've just yep. never had a chance to see them. So that's also true. All right, that brings an end to tours, right? Let's Time do it, let's for do it, let's do it. 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 <laughs> Favorite part of the show. Let's get to reviews. Oh, what a voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to start off with a uh, an album that Ty uh, reminded us about that we weren't initially going to do. But it's called <laughs> The Mantle. And it's self-titled. So it's also The Mantle. And it's also self-released. And I kind of didn't even want to mention this necessarily because we're only going to talk about this for a second. But the guitarist in this band, one of the guitarists, Max Gorlick is the son of Kenny G. Oh, shit. So, I don't know. I don't even know what that... I don't know why we even know that, whatever. But that is a thing. This is an instrumental band. So, it's two guitarists 
and at drummer. So we don't really talk about instrumentals or post-rock. I mean, I think I would have to make a show called Ian Loves Instrumentals or Post-Rock to go into this. So there's really no (laughs) point. The only thing I'm going to say about this is it's good technical work and it's on the metal side. It's a metal instrumental, if you want to call Mm -hmm. it that, I guess. So if that's your thing, then you'll enjoy this. But this is just nothing that we can talk about. Yeah, same here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna end it on what Ian said. Yeah. I, I won't have much to add to that. There you go. So, it's the mantle, self-titled, and self-released. So check it out. If that's your thing. Go listen to Kenny it. It's G. Just, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, listen to some Kenny G. All right. <laughs> that's hack. That's so hack. Just to even mention. <laughs> <laughs> AFI baby, AFI's self-titled album on Concord Records. Their first on Concord Records. Now, I am going to see them live in a week. So, yep, so I'll have a review of that. Look, I don't know. If people don't know who AFI are, I don't know what to say to you. I mean, they're goth, emo, post-hardcore alternative, whatever you want to call it. I've always been a fan of Davies' vocals, and I like this album. Like, I don't think there's going to be an AFI album that I don't like. It might not get play after play after play. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. my favorite album of all time or anything. It's not my favorite AFI album, but it's a damn good album. Yeah, same here. To to me, this album, it's not like an outstanding album or anything. But if you like AFI, there's nothing here that turns you off of AFI. You know what I mean? Like, if you've liked their previous work, you're going to love this album. And it's like you said, his vocals are just that one thing that anybody can get attached to. And he doesn't do anything outlandish in this album no. with them. So if you like their previous work, you're going to love this. It's another good, solid album. I like the whole self-titled thing. The album the album artwork to me is great. Um, it's got a good amount of songs. I mean, I think everyone needs to check it out. Uh, don't think that AFI might be getting old. And I think it was funny how Ian was like, they're goth, emo, this, that. <laughs> that. It depends on how you're feeling Hardcore. when you're listening to them. It's not what they say. No, no, it's not what they say. It's... And also, if you look at their discography, they started off hardcore and then they went goth punk and they went post hardcore. They've gone through so much stuff in their career. And this album, you can point out different tracks that you could take from here and put them back into the day where that's what sound they were going for. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for me, So Beneath You is my favorite track, but it's also because of the subject matter that they're talking about as well. I don't remember the subject matter of that one. That's the anti-religion, I'll never bow to something that doesn't exist above, you know, that kind of thing. Of course they're going to sing, yeah, of course they're going to sing about it. But it also, to me, that sounds very old school AFI, the same way Snowcats does. It sounds... That's what I was about to say, it had the Snowcats thing. Yeah, so I specifically enjoy the more old school AFI sound compared to the, the Cure AFI sound. Right. But I like it all though. That's the other thing. It's just, but if I had a choice, I'm going to focus more on that, which is what I do with this album. I skip around to the songs that I enjoy more based on what style of music they're doing. I completely agree. Without, I mean, we've already played tracks from this one before. Oh, yeah. So there's no point in doing it now. So would you recommend this album to people, Jackson? A hundred percent. I too. I too would. I too would. (laughs) I too would. Is, Is that right? I don't know. I too would. It feels like the show just continues. If it's not right, it feels right. Ian hates music. If it feels right, do right. Is that what you said? I don't even know. Even if it isn't right, it feels right. All right, there you go. Ooh, that's not a good slogan. I don't like that one. That can be used in bad context. 
It can. You're right. So let's skip that one. X that one out. <laughs> we on the scene. That's it. We, we are the scene. We are the scene. We are the scene. <laughs> so yeah, so that's AFI self-titled out on Concord Records, and I will be going to see them live. I think it's next week. Well, aren't you a busy man? For sure. There are so many concerts <laughs> coming up, but that's besides the point. All right, so moving on. One album that I was really looking forward to is Wester's album, Red, Green, or In Between. Now, a so while Well, first back, say how to spell that word, because it's not Worcester. Okay, yeah. So when people say the, the band name, they say Wester, but, or Wister, or Wester, or whatever. Wister. But the band name is actually just spelled W-S-T-R. Right. That's just it. So there's no confusion when people are looking it up. Right, yeah, no E's or anything like that. You call it, you call them Wester, even they say Wester, but it's W-S-T-R is the way you spell the band name. Now, a while ago, we reviewed one of their songs. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember, I think it was Kerrang! when they announced them. They said, UK's best pop punk band, mm-hmm. Wester, come out with this. Me and Ian thought that was bullshit. We liked the track, but... We didn't say, you know, oh, man, this really is the best fucking punk band coming out of the UK, especially sure. with bands like, you know, As It Is and Neck Deep and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I was still, I mean, you know, I was on the fences. I kept listening to the tracks. I fell in love with it. Then they released more tracks that I think they released about three after that. So before the album actually came out, they they had about four right. released. Now, the album I was really excited for. And I'm really glad that it came out the way I thought it was going to come out. To me, the whole entire album is incredible. Every song. Do you agree, Mr. Ian? I like the album a lot. I feel like you very much hyped it up the same way. I think it was Rock Sound that hyped it up as well. The only thing I want to just start by saying right away is, first of all, they're from fucking Liverpool. So they're an amazing band. Period. (laughs) That's just one thing to say right off the bat. That's the only bad thing about them. Oh, don't you dare. Cutting that out. (laughs) What I do want to mention, though, we have to be honest about this. This album is not unique. This is not a change the scene album. Shut up, Ian. No, come on. You, you got to be <laughs> honest with yourself. This is a straightforward pop punk album. It's done very well. And that's why I'm not saying it shouldn't be said as a bad thing that the album isn't unique. But it does deliver on the pop punk sense. Like It's a very, very good pop punk album. But when I listen to this, I'm also thinking of, like, could you tell right away what singers they sounded like? Like, what bands they sound like? To me, the singer sounds exactly like Ben Barlow from Neck Deep. Yeah. And then there's a little... almost a carbon copy. Yeah, exactly. And then there's also some Rome built in. Like, you can hear the different things. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing either. There's always going to be... I mean, we talk about metalcore bands that sound very similar and we still like them. You know, in every scene, this kind of thing happens. All I'm saying is I just want to calm down a little bit that it's the greatest. Oh, no, not me. <laughs> I, hey, that's great. Like I'm going to recommend this album to people because it's a very good album. I mean, it also has a fucking song called Gobshite, which is hilarious because that's a English word and everything. So I think that's great. I think the tracks are good. It's obviously a breakup album. You know, surprise, surprise, it's pop punk. <laughs> yeah. But I like it a lot. I just want to be honest with it. I'm going to try not to have people think that this is anything different from what a regular pop punk album is. It's good, though. It is good. No, I, I don't see. OK, I don't think it's a regular pop punk album to me. It, it's not something that's going to change the scene 
and punk music. Right. But I think that it is a lot different than other punk sound. There's could, like, could there's you tell so me many how then? But, no, 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 it's okay. So their vocal me, style the we've vocal already style said is, is exactly the same no, no, as someone yeah, else. No, 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 his, the way he, like his voice yeah. sounds like Ben Barlow, but he doesn't sing like him is what I'm saying. Okay. If you listen to Life Not Out to Get You and you compare it to this, and it's totally different. Oh, no, they no. Sound, I agree with the, that. The vocals, like, they sound the same, but not the way they say it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I, I know. I do agree with that. But then you're going to tell me that it's not structured a lot like Rome? No. Really? Rome is a lot more lighter to me. Oh. A I lot okay. Lighter. Well, before we go into all this then, what's your and favorite they track? two or three vocals in Rome, and they elaborate on the two to three vocalists the whole not three different sure. vocal changes no i'm talking about three different people right, right. singing on every single no no track. true very true but tell me so then what's your favorite track on the album so we can play a little bit to me eastbound and down is my favorite or nail the casket nail the casket's mine as well so why don't we play that one then of course Ian, it's your show you do whatever the fuck you want no it's because we both agree I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> you're kidding. so mean to me <laughs> Jam. Look, <laughs> I am not going to be the dick in this situation. Like, I'm You're just, I'm letting you know the honest opinion that I know a lot of other people share too, because people have contacted me about this album as well, because I like it. When you listen, when I just listen to that and I really like it, I can hear all the influences of other people and other songs that sound very similar to that. So that's all I'm saying. Okay. Jackson's giving me like a okay. death stare and then a smile. <laughs> Okay. Is there anything else that you would like to say about this album? Uh, besides that you're totally wrong, yeah. No, oh, nothing. Sure. I'm good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, again, I'm sure a lot of people think I'm wrong. Some people might think I'm right. It's mm. it. I really connected to this album, not like because of anything, but I really enjoyed it. This album stuck to me. This is an album that I don't see myself ditching throughout the year. Like, Because there's always those albums where you hear and it's like, oh shit, it's really good. But then you don't find yourself listening to it later, and sure. it's like, oh, well, it must have not been that good if I wanted to go back and listen to it. And this is a punk album that I don't see just flying by me in a generic way. Sure. And that's the same thing, too, is I don't think it's going to not make it into my playlist either. In fact, I think I already put some songs onto there already, but Better. I'm just saying. You're just saying. I'm just saying. That's You're just all. saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> WSTR. Red, Green, or In Between is the name of the album. It's on No Sleep Records and Go Liverpool FC. All right. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> Next album. Oh, shit. Did not hear that for sure. Okay. You're gross. <laughs> so now we're comparing and contrasting different foreign pop punk bands because now we're going on to 
as it is with OK on Fearless Records. Jackson, what do you think? 10 out of 10. Damn, son. I wow. fucking loved it. This might have been my this might be my favorite release of 2017 so far. Wow. This is the one to me that I've played the most. Damn. So far. Yeah. Um, I'm at the point to me, and I really people <laughs> I really hope people don't think I'm overselling this shit. You are. I don't get like this with albums. You guys have heard previous episodes. When I like it, I like it. If I don't, I'm very upfront about it. But I feel like if I heard this album in 2016, I would have put it in the anniversary episodes as one of my top albums. Well, I will say this. So a lot of people know the lead singer, Patty Walters. He has those high, clean pop punk vocals. Like he is very, very good at that. And that mm-hmm. shines on this album for sure. I would say they're a cross between All Time Low and All American Rejects. Okay. Would you add anyone else to that? No. Okay. That <laughs> works. I would say I've seen them live. I think they're very good live. Good I would, set. When I'm talking about this album... And I know you're going to hate me for it, but I'm only going to, it's only for part of it. But remember, and I'm going to bring up a band that you hate. Oh, God. But remember the word I use, sugary, for water parks? Stop. The first half of this album is pretty damn sugary. Now, it's not bad like water parks. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that it's definitely more of that, like, it's lighter. Yeah, it's a high energy, lighter, sugary type music, but it's not bad. It's just I agree with you because the bottom yeah. half of the album is a lot better than the first half. Dude, we completely agree. That was the next yeah. thing I was going to say. I agree with you yeah. on that 100%. I would say from, at least for me, from No Way Out. That's exactly what yeah. I was about to say. There you go. See, I mean, they used OK was a single, and I think we played OK before the title track. That's like number two. And mm-hmm. then Hey Rachel, and they, you know, they go into that, and it's fine. Like I have no problem with it. It's classic high vocal pop punk music. You know what I mean? Like there's right. no screams, there's no. It's it's more on that side of the pop punk. Now once you get into the second half, though, you start to hear a little bit more of a change. It's more of the more aggressive pop punk, maybe pop rock, maybe that kind of thing. You know, whatever you want to call it. But also. Patty changes his vocals a little bit and you get a little grit in some of the tracks. And that's why for me, my favorite track is Soap. Soap? Okay. Yeah. That's my second favorite track. My favorite is Austin. Yeah, and that's right next to each other. Yeah. yeah they're right side by side. Those two tracks side by side. I love hearing I, I I'm not kidding you. I start the album from No Way Out yeah. when I go back and listen it's to it. It's very funny because I'll hear the first half, but I started off with No Way Out. Jackson and I, as people probably notice on our Twitters and everything. We talk about albums that we like after we hear them, but Jackson and I don't go over how we're reviewing albums. We come and we talk about it. So it's very funny that we are right on track. But here's my problem, though, too. For you, how can you put this so high on your list if you like half of the album more than the other half? Because, okay, that's like, to me, I love every single Star Wars movie. But if you asked me to rank the movies, I could easily rank them well, for sh- you. Okay, sure. You know what I mean? I will like some more than the others. But even my last place Star Wars movie, to me, is incredible. You know what I'm saying? Sure. See, for me, that's not normally how I work. It's like when we well, do... look at you. It's like when we did <laughs> the Devil Wears Prada Transit Blues. For mm-hmm. me, that first half of the album, I will never listen to. But that See, second but that's half. the difference, though. You, with you, with the with Transit Blues, the first half to you was almost unlistenable, and the bottom half to you was very good. 
to me, the As It Is album, the whole album is very, very good. But I just like the bottom half Better. more than the first half. But I enjoy the shit out of every song. I got you. Okay. I, like, mean, I love Hey Rachel also. Right, like okay. That to me is one of my highlight tracks, even it, though it's one of the popular ones. And it belongs in the first half. It's weird to me that you can do that, but I understand, though. Aww. Yeah, I do. I understand. But I, that's what I'm saying. I like this album. And once again, these are two different pop punk type styles. Like, obviously, there's more heavy screaming in Worcester or Wester, however you want to say it, compared mm-hmm. to As It Is. But As It Is kind of switches it up a little bit, which I also enjoy. So you can like all these different types of pop punk and you can choose whatever style you want to listen to that suits you best. I like both of these albums for sure, so I'm going to recommend both of them. But especially for this album, I would choose Soap as my favorite. But why don't we take a listen to Austin? Let's do it. I like that line. Give me strength to see you weak. I love it. Yeah, that's a good line. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not a bad album whatsoever. It's just like I tend to focus on the second half compared to the first. And I would like to add that I was not a As It Is fan before this album. Right. I didn't really like their previews. I think there was about one or two songs that I can listen to. Mm -hmm. But even really, I, I never had an As It Is song on my phone. I just knew like two of them well. Gotcha. But... This album, I was like, oh shit, I'm officially an As It Is fan. And I love the whole 1950s theme that they got going on for all this too. That's true. Boom. Very strong reviews. And then they're not stopping. It's true. So that's As It Is Okay on Fearless Records. All right, guys. So we're coming up to two of our favorite albums here. Oh shit. And we're going to start off with Vesta Collide, New Obsession on Stay Sick Recordings. So look. Right away, this is big time for me. I was blown away. You're talking about what Jackson was just like, oh, this is the greatest record. This is the greatest record. I have so many amazing records that I love. This one, (laughs) this one really is awesome. It just really is. This is 11 tracks, no filler, and every track is over three minutes long. And that's different because this is classic metalcore with a little bit of... I don't even know if you would say electronic core in it really. They just have some no. they have some layering, but this is They do it the right way. Yeah, this is classic metalcore stuff right here. And one of the pitfalls in some records, not all of them, 
But some of the pitfalls that these metalcore bands fall into sometimes is having a very formulaic way that they do the album. They've got the slow song where they use an acoustic guitar or whatever, and then they'll put in an intro track and a interlude or two interludes and they'll get to where they're going now sometimes that works well for the story and sometimes it's just in there to get them to 11 or 13 tracks which is ridiculous right now like i said there are bands that do it well this band all the way through this is their very first album as well so that's a big deal to not lean on those crutches that often happen in our scene and this is a really great heavy album Oh, I completely agree. Um, I did something that I usually don't do. I mean, I support all bands that I love, Mm -hmm. but I went to their iTunes album, and whenever you go there, they have a star rating, Yep. and you can read what other people have said about the album. Now, I saw that no one has reviewed the album yet, Oh. and the first time I've ever done this on iTunes, I actually left a comment, you know, on the album for everyone to see. Oh, nice holy shit, I can't believe this is this band's first album. Right. Because that's the thing. It's not just that the album is amazing, but for you, this to be your very first album and you sound like this already, mm-hmm. that to itself is a point on its own where it's like, holy shit, this yeah. band is going places. Absolutely. I've never heard of this band before until I found out, of, out this album was coming out. They're out of nowhere. I think they put out like, they got the Stay Sick contract like after like having three singles or something like that incredible yeah and then they put out an amazing album like this like i was completely blown away and people remember i talked very highly about it but i was really putting my hopes into it being good like i could have easily come here and been like oh no i'm disappointed yeah yeah but that is just simply not the case it is such a fucking good album there's just a great mixture of the uncleans and the cleans not only that in the unclean realm, he hits everything, high, medium, and low. He does, does it all. He has all a great vocal range. It's crazy. The lowest of lows to the highest of highs. Yeah, it's nuts. And then the clean vocals are awesome as well. The back and forth is classic metalcore, and they do it in the right places without following a formula. At least to me, exactly. it feels like that, right? No, I completely agree. They know how to do this without you being able to determine, oh, this part's coming up now. Guitar riffs heavy bass lines, great drumming, great lead-ups, breakdowns from time to time. Like, it's not oversaturated. It feels right when you get the breakdown as well. Gang vocals, epic feels on it. It's just, it works on every level. I was just super impressed by everything that was going on. And look, people, you'll have to judge for yourself as you always do, but it felt fresh in a stagnant it, it lets off a good scene. vibe yeah it's, it's weird you feel this one certain vibe through listening to this album right and it's just great if you could pick a favorite from it for me i have waste away as a big one for me to me it's between pretend and can't sleep one of those two are definitely my favorite but i think i'm gonna go with pretend i think can't sleep was a single it was yeah so Witch- we did that before hour and can't sleep were yeah. the singles we talked about So why don't we go ahead and play a little bit of Pretend. Let's do it.
Holy shit. Damn. Now, Jackson. That was just the beginning of the song. Yeah, I know, right? There was a major <laughs> breakdown <laughs> that worked perfectly. And then all those different unclean vocals and clean vocals with a great catchy chorus. It's just everything worked on every single level. So what I'm going to say to you and what I'm going to hold the audience to as well is remember this album. Like it's yep. very, very early in 2017. And a lot of times albums that come out around this time, they get forgotten later on. And people are like, oh, you know, what were the good albums that came out this year? And they forget these first few months. We just have to make sure that this isn't forgotten. Because I don't think it will be. I think it'll hold up. If there are more albums along this line, 2017 is going to be shaping up to be an awesome year. I completely agree with the way, with just this set of reviews that we've done. I mean, I'm already getting the feeling that it might even be better than 2016. Let's hope. And 2016 was incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. We still have Motionless <laughs> and White, August Burns oh, yeah. Red, being as an ocean. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of good bands releasing new shit this year. Absolutely. And I'm very excited. What a statement Vesta Collide made with this album. And that's what I would call it. I would call it a statement. Yep. So all I can say are good things about this. I was blown away. I was happy that I had built up my hopes so much that I wasn't, mm -hmm. I absolutely wasn't let down. And I hope people see the same thing in this album that I saw as well, because I can't talk more highly about it. I completely agree. Besides going track by track, and we just don't have the time <laughs> to do that. So Yeah. So just for everyone to know, you need to pick up this album, Vesta Collide, New Obsession on Stay Sick Recordings. Boom. All right, last one. We've been on a roll. These are some good albums. Some really yeah. good albums. So last one that we're finishing this album review section off with is Palisades with their self-titled album that got released off of Rise Records. This album, to me, is amazing. Every song is very, very good. I mean... There's nothing else you could say about it. Is it different than anything they've put out before? Much different. There is little to no similarities to me, at least like in Mind Games and Outcasts and albums like that. They completely did a different vibe change. They're more serious, but in the most fun and entertaining way that you can be. You know what I mean? Sure. Like to me, every song on this album is great. This one and As It Is are actually the ones that I've been playing the most. Okay. And I don't feel as if maybe it's because they're the best shit in the world, but they're just so interesting each where I have to hear every song over and over and over. And I find something I like every single time I hear the album once more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I and Palisades to me is the one that has the most effect on me in that nature. For me, I have been playing obviously Vesta Collide over and yeah. over again. But then also this is the other one out of everything that we've been listening to this week. It's Vesta Collide and it's Palisades. And I've talked about Palisades a lot on the show. I've been mm -hmm. a fan. Literally, I've been a fan since the beginning. Yeah, like yep. since I'm Not Dying Today, that EP that came out. And they have changed. Obviously, they've changed throughout their career, even though some would consider it a relatively short career so far. But they put out a lot of material and they've done a shit ton of touring. I've seen Palisades many, many times. So this was a little bit new for me. I've been a fan even since Mind Games, you know, that <laughs> that kind of thing, because I know they lost a lot of people from I'll that I'll be album. honest, I enjoyed the album, but they kind of lost me with that one, too. Gotcha. All right, they did not lose me. I was happy with it. I knew they were just doing what they wanted, but they had a lot of they had a lot of random weird shit in that album. Exactly. It, 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 see, because like with that album, when I heard it, it's like, 
they can do a lot better. And that was the thing. And this album proved it. Yeah, this album is more focused. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. But they also went ahead and they become more poppy. As they become more focused, they become more poppy. They did. So what would you call this? What genre would you give this? Is this like, Ooh. I almost want to give this a new name. I want to almost call this pop hardcore. I agree with you. Um, it's this something. It needs something like, different. Yeah, because no it's, not metal core. it's not no, metalcore. It's not metalcore. It's not post-hardcore. It's closer to post-hardcore, which is why if you gave it something, maybe it's pop rock, but I don't even think it's that either. I think you have to make a new name for it, and it's not electronic core. No, it, I'd say pop hardcore because yeah. every single song contains poppy um, parts. Chorus. They definitely but the vocals are yes. not poppy. What they're singing about, right? What they're singing about, and to me, just the way that he does the vocals. Oh like, no, like, no! Like I when, would say to me when he holds out a note. Yeah, yeah, it's like gritty, and it's not to me pop esque. To me, it's more of just the beats of the song are more poppy to me. To me, his vocals aren't that pop. Oh, see, I see it differently. I think they lean a lot on the clean vocals, and I think most of them, I would say 90% of them, are poppy vocals. And that's not saying it's a bad thing, but I think that's what he wanted more. They go into the unclean vocals very rarely on this album. And when they do, you're right about it being gritty and they're screaming, you know, that's what they're doing. That's not the pop part. But during any verse and during most of the choruses, it's poppy vocals. Gotcha. But that's just the way I I feel about it. But like I said, I really like this album. I really, this is the other album I was playing with Vesta Collide as well. And like I said, too, I've been a fan since the beginning. I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'm always going to be. Would you say a, this, do you think this is their best album? I really love that EP. I love that first EP. <laughs> okay. But I also, though. But I also loved Mind Games. So I like all their stuff. See, that's the thing. You can't box me in because I love all I'm their stuff. You, in, you can't Ian. do it. Ian, say it. Which you can't is do it. I'm breaking album. out. I just slam dunked. I'm over you. I'm 6'5". <laughs> you can't okay. box me in. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. But what I also like about this band too, and I hope no one who hears me say this thinks it's a bad thing, but I told the story before about how when they were touring with R last night, I told it on the show last year, when I went to see them again, I took a girl who does not listen to any, yeah, and doesn't listen to any scene music whatsoever, and she was bouncing around and dancing <laughs> to Palisades. Palisades will do it, man. Yeah, they that, put on a great set too. Yeah, that's the thing. They know exactly what they're doing, how to flow a set, and how to flow their albums as well. Because that's one thing you won't say. They can be all over the place, but I don't think you'd ever say that the flow was off on their album like you're just oh, all no. of a sudden like where did this song Very come structured. from yeah but what you would say for this or what i would say for palisades is they're a really great starter band for people that want to get into the scene you see what i mean yep. and i'm not saying that you have to upgrade quote unquote upgrade from palisades and go into heavier music you can always like palisades and then also like heavier music the way we do you know what i mean so if you're looking to get someone into our style, our scene, then Palisades is a great band to do that with. And then it's not that they'll outgrow it. It's just that's a great starter band to go on. That's kind of the way I look at it. Always starting with Palisades, Pierce the Veil, I See Stars, and Day to Remember. I would that's not, how I start them. I would absolutely not put I See Stars on that list. I knew you wouldn't. No, it's it's because their music does not... 
represent the scene? I think their beginning music did. Well, Digital Renegade is not a starter, and I don't think 3D is a starter. I think the only starter album is their recent one, and even then, you're like, wait a second. Only no, but a that's couple just bad songs. music. Well, <laughs> that's just getting them started. But 3D would be road. too heavy. 3D would be too heavy for it's... people starting. Well, yeah, but at the same time, it's... Oh. I'm sorry you're wrong, Jackson. That's, that's another conversation for another time. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it works. Okay. Because it did. Now, when you start someone... You don't just start it off with Icy Star. There's levels to the starter yes, band. You know what I'm true. saying? Yes. That's one of the starter bands. That's one of the heavier sides of the starter bands. You know what I'm saying? True. 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 If, like, if I'm like, hey, I listen to hardcore music. You got to listen to hardcore music. This is the band you start off with because they're the lowest. No, I'm not going to put Icy Stars there, obviously. But in some sort of like the beginning stages, I'd throw Icy Stars in there. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> All right, so what track are we going to play from this? I picked the last two tracks. I want to hear which one's your favorite. Through Hell is my favorite. Okay, that's my second favorite. Well, let's go with that one then. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. You have an attitude today. No, I don't. People are going to tell you to stop being mean <laughs> to Ian. I think I'm just getting accustomed to your form of conversation. <laughs> that's what it is. I'm, mm. I'm uh, evolving. Maybe. <laughs> Through Hell it is. So, of course, I gravitate to the more heavier track on the album. Look at you. I know. Because we talk about how poppy it was, but then we play the heavier yeah. track on the album. We played a straight jam. Damn straight. Well, that's the thing. I'm not even saying, like I said, it's not a bad thing. Like, they still have the edge to them. What they're singing about is not necessarily poppy. Like, maybe fall. But we all knew that anyways. You know, yeah. that was their first single that they put out a long time ago. And that's the one where you realize they were doing a lot more uncleans compared to clean vocals. But in general, man, this is a catchy as fuck album. Every oh, song yeah. I enjoy. And it's just good. It's just really good. It's just good. They they defined <laughs> a genre for themselves. They created a new one. Pop hardcore. And a damn good one. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Once again, I don't think anyone said pop hard. Maybe I'm wrong. People can, people can contact me, ianhates at gmail.com. <laughs> Let me know, but I'm pretty sure I just made up pop hardcore. Just saying. Boom. So is there anything else you want to say about this album? It's just amazing. There to you me, go. all the albums are good. Boom. Yeah, me too. But this is Palisades, self-titled on Rise Records. Damn, Jackson. That was a lot of reviews. Yep. Good ones too. And that's the best kind. Yeah, I don't like doing bad reviews. It sucks. Like, imagine you see all those reviews. There's six. Imagine if we had to do six bad albums. 
Oh no, don't don't I don't even want to think about it. Well, on that note though, we should talk about what's coming out next week. I was about to tell you there's a I, I sense a slight chance that that might be the case next week. I don't know. I'm looking at some of these and I think they're pretty good. But look, we might not review all of these. We might only review a few. But what we've got on the list so far is Betraying the Martyrs, The Resilient on Sumerian Records, The Northern with Solstice on Tragic Hero Records, Danger Kids, The Blacklist with an underscore. I don't know if that's, that is supposed to be there, but it's weird. And that's <laughs> Paid Vacation Records, which I've never heard of. Me either. Deaf Havana, All These Countless Nights on So Recordings, and then JT Woodruff with Lonesome on In Vogue Records. And they're coming out on Friday, January 27th. Very nice, very nice. All right, Jackson. Time for Breakdown from the Past, right? Fuck it. Let's do it. You think we're going to kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine? Well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! Jackson, are you ready to make up for last week's debacle? <laughs> debacle? Are you serious? <laughs> Ouch. I mean, I'm ready, but... Uh... I mean, I had an amazing band, so that's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to start off by saying after last week's debacle, I received a very friendly Twitter notification from a Mr. Rick Emery, and he suggested that I did the band... I, the Breather, which I did forget broke up last year and I actually used to jam them because I remember when I saw them in Dallas a couple months ago. I don't remember. I think I went to the Fairworth. I'm not sure. But I remember jamming the shit out of their music. And I thank you, Mr. Rick Emery, for reminding me of them. So, by the way, I know why Rick suggested them to you. Because if you oh, look at the related artists in Spotify, the first band is This of the Apocalypse. So, of course, Rick did. It just <laughs> <laughs> He got us again. We, we know. We're shouting him out. We're shouting yeah. him out. He's a good guy. So, Shout what do you got? Mr. Mr. Cool Rick. Um, oh, I like so that. So, yeah, Mr. they've cool released, Rick. I believe, only three albums, Life Reaper, Truth and Purpose, and These Are My Sins. Yep. Um, they are a Christian band from Mar- Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Really good band. Um, and one song I suggest everyone starts off with is Soul Seek. So, Mr. Ian, if you would do the honors of playing this song for the lovely fans that we have. And again, thank you, Mr. Rick Emery, for reminding me of this great band. There we go. Very nice. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I don't have any personal stories about I the Breather because I never got a chance to see them live, but I like their mm-hmm. music. 
good shit, good shit. So do I. Anything else you want to go over about the band? No, just a good band, and it uh, sucks to see them broken up, but hey. It does unfortunately happen, but if it didn't happen, we'd never have Breakdown from the Past. Exactly. They exactly. made Breakdown Past. They made Breakdown <laughs> from the Past a better Breakdown from the Past yeah, this episode. Right. Much better than Ian's band. What? Did I say that out loud? So mean. Shit. That was and also incorrect. Actually, you have a band that has a better catalog than my band. That's for sure. In this instance. In this instance. But this band. See, look. You are ornery right now. <laughs> Wait, that's what's the good, word? Ornery. I've never heard that what? one. What? That's a Texas word. What are you fucking talking about? I haven't heard right, that look one. look it up then. Or, wait. Ornery. ornery? Ornery. But you have to say it like Texans do. Ornery. How do you spell it? I don't know. However you spell ornery. <laughs> okay. Thank you. It's probably a right silent right. H in there. Okay. Like, I have not heard it's that. It's not one. hornery, it's ornery. I yeah, I, I got that part. <laughs> oh good. Finally. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jackson's a cranky puss, so you know, <laughs> it's just the way it goes. He's Thank not you. the one who has to edit this stuff. He's just like, exactly. Oh, I'm just gonna sit back and make life hell for Ian. <laughs> just come on, throw fits, get cranky and hop off. The Jackson way. Yep. <laughs> My breakdown from the past is a band called Nightmares. Ooh. Ooh. Ever heard of them? No. They had an EP and then one album called Suspiria that came out in 2014 on Rise Records. Now, what's interesting enough from this band is they just almost literally disappeared after that album came out. No announcements, just nothing. Like it was silent on all their social media channels, basically. And then last year, there was like an article saying like, hey, no, we're still together, blah, 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 and then nothing. And then literally, and the reason why I'm bringing it up as a band for Breakdown from the Past is they made an announcement on their Facebook page like a week ago or something saying, we're back. We need more people to like our social media so it looks better that we're back. What the fuck? But with no new music or anything, like nothing. What kind just of marketing saying, is this? I don't know because I'm assuming they're not with Rise anymore. Because Rise oh, is a sure more major label, so I yeah, highly doubt they like. Good label. Yeah, like a band to leave for two years, almost three years now, probably, and do nothing. So I'm not sure what the deal is. I'm not sure what the story is. What I do know is I did see them live before when no one knew about them. And the lead singer, David, was awesome. Like, it was good to hang out with him and shoot the shit. Like, he was very personable and was telling stories and everything. And I think it's a really good album. It's like hardcore alternative, maybe a little post-hardcore metalcore mixed in kind of stuff. But the reason I had mentioned Tyler Carter before is he does a guest spot in Uh the track that I'm going to play here. So this is from Suspiria from 2014. The song's name is In the Mouth of Madness featuring a Mr. Tyler Carter.
I like, I it. like it. I think you'll enjoy this album if you if you give it a chance for sure. But that is probably the best song on the album. Good shit. But it'd be Where interesting. Mouth meets madness is that what it was called? In the mouth of madness. Gotcha. And it'll be interesting if they do actually come back and make new music. I think that'd be great. I'd like to hear what they're gonna do, but it just seems so out of nowhere that they just disappeared, and then now all of a sudden, three, you know, two and a half, three years later, they're back. Right. I'm sure you're not even excited. You know, this is just. Well, I mean, hopes aren't too high. No, my hopes aren't high because it seems like everyone kind of forgot about them, mm-hmm. and now they're trying to build that up. But also, Scarlett O'Hara is doing that right now too. But I have way more faith in them having a fan base that would like to hear more stuff from them that they're going to come back strong with that album. Plus, they have all the original members, and I'm not sure that Nightmares will have all their original members or not. So that's Nightmares, Suspiria from 2014 on Rise Records. All right, Jackson. I think it's time to end the show. All right, Ian. Oh, that was so nice. You just said Ian instead of (laughs) Mr. Ian or fuck you or shut up. It sounded weird. I should have said Mr. Ian. (laughs) How dare I? How dare you indeed. (laughs) End of the show time. So I want to make a quick announcement for anyone that didn't see because it did come out when all the throwball games were on TV. It took me a while to get what you're talking about. I was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> there I is watched a... the throwball games, by the way. See, I was at the acoustic. I like throwball. Oh, I was at the acoustic in Vogue Records tour. So You're at the guitar thing. But I also wouldn't have watched them anyways. <laughs> yeah, so I was about to say that yeah. had nothing to do with it. Nope, but still. So while those games were going on, I did release a brand new Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. I had special guest Al Boltz. Lead singer, kind of split singer because he does clean and unclean vocals, mostly cleans on their new album, Frigid Future, but he is from the band Ascent Like Wolves. And I had a lot of fun talking to him. For one, we found out a lot about each other right off the bat, found out that he was a Liverpool fan and that... Ugh. <laughs> shut your face. And then another thing was that he is a huge Funeral for a Friend fan. So That's right there... One. We had a lot to talk about. And then he told some great stories about random stuff that happened to them in tour in China and Japan and a ton of other stuff. If you haven't listened to Frigid Future, you need to because that is an amazing metalcore album. So, so good. So check that out for sure. And then check out the Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition with Al. You can find it on all the regular ways to listen to Ian Hates Music. Also, besides listening to that, you can continue to support Ian Hates Music by following the links in the description of the episode. We are now on SoundCloud, so hopefully all episodes will continue to go up there as well. So if for some reason you prefer SoundCloud, there you go. I don't know what you've been waiting for to listen to this show, but (laughs) there you go. It's on SoundCloud now too. So we will continue with everything that we're doing. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank Jackson for being on the show Jackson, do you have anything to plug, even though you've been a real pain in my butt today? That's not true. Well, Ian, it wouldn't be a good show if I didn't push your (laughs) buttons today. But other than that, I want to thank a Mr. Rick Emery for suggesting the band Eye of the Breather. I want to thank all the people who listen to the show. 
I want to thank Mr. Ian Hates for having me on the show. And I want to thank all the great bands that released great new songs and great new albums. And I love being here and thank you all very much. Boom. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to you, So I'll ride for you.